Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And Father, I hope you can bear with me and hope the listeners can bear with me. I've got the mid, uh, mid-winter's mid nightmare with this uh, a cold I'm fighting off, so bear with me. I, I haven't noticed it yet in our conversation. Oh, wow. Well, I, anyway, okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk today about, um, we're recording on December 12th. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day. Before we get into, get into the topic, for, though, for today, I want to talk a little bit about St. Valentine. But first, Father, you're always reminding me to do something that I forget to do. So I don't want to forget that, dear listener. If if you've if you've uh, if you're a first time first time listener, uh, if you're a veteran of the show, we love listener feedback. We want to know any questions you have about a topic that we discuss. We'd love to get uh, any ideas, any things that you'd like us, anything that you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. Please send those to me. Email me cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's c b u r g w a l d at sfcatholic.org. Uh, Again, we we love to hear from our listeners and to get ideas, answer any questions that you might have. So, Father... No ideas of our own. No, yeah, because we... Father and I struggle every... Dr. Bergwald sends me an email. I was like, I got nothing. Do you got anything? I got nothing. So then we just make up things. Nothing that you ever heard is true. No, that's not true. Not true. Not true at all. Um, So, Father, uh, I'm sure that... February 14th is always a grand day of celebration for you as a Catholic priest. It is. I spend time with my beloved. Amen, brother. <laughs> Celebrating the feast of? St. Sterling Methodius. Ooh, what? Ooh. No. So, we're going to talk about St. Valentine. We are going to talk about St. Valentine. And we thought we'd start by talking about actually St. Valentine because it's, it's not... <laughs> I'm sure, I don't know how many people think about this, you know, growing up for for the, for the us, and I don't know how long, Father, decades, St. Valentine's Day, go out with your your significant other, or whatever, for a nice dinner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there actually is at least one, uh, maybe two or more, St. Valentine. So, Father, who who was this guy? Well, it's... That's a very interesting question, Dr. Burwell, because you can find lots of different answers. Uh, like if you Google or just, you know, troll around on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you'll find lots of different things about this, uh, who, who the Internet says St. Valentine. Yes. You know, and uh, like I saw this morning already someone uh, with a nice-looking icon of St. Valentine, but it had a little uh, text over the top of it that said, Roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, I was beaten with, uh, uh, beaten close to death with clubs and beheaded uh, for witnessing underground marriages, and so go share some candy or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Making reference to uh, St. Valentine, of course, is a martyr. And so, but the actual like uh, historical research on who St. Valentine is is a little anticlimactic. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So in fact, uh, I, I, I went and uh, picked off my shelf uh, uh, my copy of Butler's Lives of the Saints, which is a uh, uh, old and continually updated, but an old, uh, old established uh, kind of encyclopedia of saints. Uh, my, co- uh, my version of it has four volumes, 
Uh, it goes by the days of the month, just like January, February, March, April, May, June, and so on and so forth. Uh, and there, uh, the entry is mostly about uh, who's a, who St. Who's Valentine wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, But so, uh, I'll spare you all those boring historical details, dear listeners. Uh, and me too. To Welcome to Ignition, a cure for insomnia. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's not what we want? Hope not. Okay. Um. So St. Valentine was a priest in Rome who was martyred in the year 270 A.D. Uh, we don't know if he was martyred because he was doing underground marriages, secret marriages uh, of Christians. Um, that's, that's one of the, the, the pious things told about him, that he's performed marriages of Christians who wanted to avoid arranged marriages. Because um, we all actually, did you know how most Christians avoided arranged marriages in those days, Dr. Bergwald? No. Virgin martyr. Ah, yes, the right. grand solution to arranged marriages. Exactly. You know, you don't want to get married to the guy? Well, then say you won't, and then they'll kill you. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's any references to any men who are virgin martyrs, though. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> okay. that's a very egalitarian, modern <laughs> question yes. of my part. <laughs> um, so, so uh, we don't know if he did it. We know he was a priest. There is also some confusion because there's a bishop who was a martyr around the same time from around the equivalent of, say, like 60 miles outside of Rome. And uh, we'll just focus on the priest, um, St. Valentine, who is listed to have been martyred on that day, February 14th. Okay. And so and that's kind of the end of the story. That's <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, But you might ask, Dr. Bergwald, where... So where's the connection with, with romance come in? Ah, uh, yes. Where's the connection with romance come in? Good question indeed. Thanks. So my research shows us that uh, <laughs> we'll go back to Chaucer, uh, C-H-A-U-S-C-R, not just a character from the very unhistorical uh, movie <laughs> Knight's Tale, um, but a real uh, writer from when, Dr. Bergwald? He died in 1400. 1400. Nice Googling. Yes. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you think I don't know that off the top of my head? <laughs> no, your secret's safe with me. Don't worry. Uh, so, yes, Chaucer, who died in the year 1400, uh, he makes reference to uh, uh, St. Valentine's Day as being the day in which birds find a mate and uh, being an appropriate day for uh, loved ones to send missives, little letters to each other, kind of like you did in grade school. And uh, probably without the uh, little candy hearts that taste like chalk. Probably. <laughs> probably. And, that... uh, and then uh, Butler's Lives of the Saints that I was looking at earlier even has a letter from a English uh, wife and mother dated to 1477. It was 77 years after the death of Chaucer. Her name is Elizabeth Drews. And she had a marriageable daughter, who, and she wished to arrange a match for her. And so she writes a letter uh, to the prospective bridegroom, saying, Upon Friday is St. Valentine's Day, and every bird chooseth him a mate. And if it like you to come on Thursday at night, and so purvey you that you may abide here till Monday, I trust to God that you shall speak to my husband, and shall pray that we shall bring the matter to a conclusion." So there she goes, mom making a match for her daughter on St. Valentine's Day, 1477. Fast forward 350 years, and Hallmark, thank you very much. Yes, 
how Mark is very grateful to Elizabeth Drew. Yes. So that's actually, yeah, <laughs> that's the curious... I don't know, curious in some ways, uh, tenuous maybe connection between the Feast of St. Valentine and the modern celebration of St. Valentine's Day. Similar probably, Father, in some ways to um, St. Patrick and the contemporary celebration of St. Patrick's Day. Right. But that's for another episode. Yep. And I'm sure you'll find lots of fun things on the interwebs around oh, yes. March uh, 17th. Yes. So... So there, there, there was a Saint Valentine, a uh, priest martyr from Rome in the third century, and um, th- that time of February fourteenth, Chaucer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, today, boom, there you go, easy yeah, as yeah, one, yada. two, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but we don't, we don't that want to this episode. Yeah. Of the no, no. <laughs> we don't, want, we don't want to spend any more time talking about, uh, you know, uh, really. There's not much more to say. To be honest, we can't spend any more time because there's nothing much more to say about uh, St. Valentine's. As, as you said, Father, we simply don't know a lot about him, St. Valentine. Um, but, but actually, Father was the one who proposed um, th- that maybe we talk a little bit about, since we are talking about, you know, with we're about to celebrate St. Valentine's Day, the whole idea of courtship and dating. Father, you want to set this up a little bit or what you were thinking when you proposed the, the topic? When I proposed? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, when I offered the topic for uh, for this day, uh, well, of course, I work with college students here at Pius XII Newman Center on the campus of South Dakota State University, and of course, a big thing for twenty-year-olds is dating. And uh, many of these people who have discovered their faith and, and are serious about their faith, taking their faith seriously, some of them may be going through a conversion process from a life that might have been more objectively sinful, um, and in some cases uh, uh, quite sinful. Uh, there's a desire in many of them to learn, well, like, what's a Christian way to date? You know? Because um, the the world's vision of dating, and like that we see in, of course, uh, uh, TV and movies that we hear about in songs, and that they observe in their peers around them, just seems, for one, uh, not Christian, possibly sinful, likely sinful, and two, um, it seems to not lead to happiness. We see so much unhappiness in their peers, and so many of them weren't taught how to date, in a sense, how to date, how to court, uh, especially the men in this way, uh, kind of in this post-feminism world, uh, which is a whole other topic. But uh, so that's kind of the basic idea. Yeah, you know, it, it, it really is unfortunate. And I, as you were talking there, it's sort of a, maybe a, a, an analogy or, or, or a, a cinematographic image to, to, to get at the point of the difficulty that I think the, the sorts of students that you're, you're talking about, um, the difficulty that they're faced with. Father, you've seen the movie A Few Good Men, Yes. Yes. So, you know, there's this courtroom scene, and, and I'm not going to set the whole movie up. It'll take too long. But there's this scene in the courtroom where um, uh, a young Marine is being interviewed, and there's this thing called the Code Red. And, and one of the, the, the prosecuting attorney is asking, well, you know, where, where is this Code Red discussed in the manuals and so on? And, well, it's not in there. I just know. And, 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 and well, I rest my case. I'm really abbreviating what's happening here at the scene. But then the defense attorney says, you know, take, takes the manuals, the same manuals that the prosecuting attorney referred to, and, 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 and gives them to this, this young Marine and says, well, it would show me in there where, where uh, it, it says how to get to the mess hall. Well, it's, it's not here. What, what you, you haven't eaten? Well, you have three squares a day. Well, how'd you? Well, 
I just followed the crowd. Right. We've lost a cultural artifact, Father. We we, we don't know. I, I think Christian courtship, Christian dating, Catholic courtship, Catholic dating, um, is is not something that's necessarily in the book. There's not a well. There probably is a book, but <laughs> that's, well, I mean, in this day and age, when you can make a profit in books, there's is a book. Right, right, right. But but it's something. These are the sorts of things that that in in the past, or th- these are the kinds of behaviors that we we simply uh, breathe in from the culture around us. We adapt that we grow up with them, sort of like so like the, the practice of St. Valentine's Day itself. We've just grown up with them, and we've never really thought about, well, who is St. Valentine anyway? Um, and so patterns or the ways in, in in which people date today, if you're trying to to break out of that mold and 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 adopt a different approach to courtship, I think it's something it's frankly really hard to do because it's not it's 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 rarely modeled, don't you think? It is. And I mean I was thinking about uh, I had two very uh good Christian parents growing up, uh one deceased, one still living. And uh I I got some, but not a lot of advice in that way. In a lot of ways, I was just more taught by the crowd around me to use your brilliant "a few good men" reference. Yeah, and, and same with me. I mean, that's you know, and I, I don't fault my parents, my dad in particular in this case, because I think he would be the one, uh, me being his son. I don't fault him for that because honestly. Um, in, in his case, at least, I, I think he probably absorbed the same sorts of lessons that I would come to absorb 20, 30 years later. Right. Uh, and, uh, uh, but so, so that being the case, then what's, yeah. what's a young man to do? Yeah, that's a great, yeah, what, 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 okay. So I'm an impossible situation. Thanks a lot, Berg Walden Dickinson. Good and glad I listened to this episode. Hey, come happy, leave confused. <laughs> that's our. Kid. That's that should be our subtitle. Come happy, leave confused. Um, so what? Yeah, what are we to do? I think first of all, Father, one of the one of the things we've talked about, and I'm, I'm, I'm in all honesty, and this is always a rote answer. I think in some ways, prayer. I mean, asking asking God to 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 put someone in my path who who maybe can model or is, uh, somebody who can give me good advice. But I think, obviously, you know, maybe maybe things are you know falling apart. But I'm pretty sure, Father, that there are still some a few good Christian men out there uh, that that a, that a, a young man who is in college age or thereabouts could turn to for this sorts of sort of advice. So I think you know, the prayer, seeking our Lord's um, counsel, but then also seeking the counsel of of uh, uh, mature Christian godly men who we know. And then I think, okay, but what might they say? What what can we say in this episode? We, we probably want to talk about that a little bit, huh, Father? Right, right. You know, what uh, What to say <coughs> to young men in that way? It's interesting because there is, like, you know, I talked about, you know, books that are out there. A lot of books are really written uh, for women in that way, uh, for young women about uh, protecting themselves and things like that. Uh, but there's not a lot written for men of how to aim themselves in that way. Um, I can think of one offhand uh, called Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love by Dr. Edward Sri, S-R-I, uh, which is really a reflection upon uh, love and responsibility, a book by Pope uh, John Paul II uh, that he wrote when he was still the Archbishop of Krakow. Um, but yeah, you know, to, to equip uh, our young men for this, you know, I suppose we could maybe just make a little uh, toolkit here, a little simple list, Dr. Bergwald. 
Yeah, I think so. Well, and you know, one thing, and this is just sort of uh, something I thought about when, when you first proposed the topic, and this isn't just about dating, but it's... proposed, which I just find... Yeah, I'm, sorry. For I'm sorry, I, I keep using it. Uh, <laughs> the, um, this applies, I think, to any any interaction uh, b- between a, a, a man and a woman, um, friends or acquaintances, or whatever. Something I think that's been lost, Father, that I know from my own, uh, and I'll, I'll give some examples, um, the loss of chivalry, a sense of chivalry. Um, you know, I, I know that when, when my now wife and I started dating, I wasn't very chivalrous. I, 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 I tended, and again, this is because I absorbed what was around me in many ways, um, I I didn't treat her like one of the guys, but I wasn't uh, I was not aware. Let alone did I did I embody um, or uh, did, did I did I reflect in my actions and awareness of the real difference between men and women and the importance of 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 acting chivalrous towards her. And I think maybe you know that's you know the whole you mentioned post-feminist stage, et cetera, feminist age in the past, and, and not to, to try to get to the bottom of, of cultural trends and so on, but I do think that's something, at least you know, for me growing up, uh, I guess in the 80s, um, you know, y- y- men and women being of equal dignity, but still having that difference, uh, and, and, and how, what does that mean in terms of, of being chivalrous? So, Father, when, when you hear chivalry, chivalrous, what comes to your mind in terms of attitudes, actions, behavior? A whole lot of cliches that don't really get to the, the real point in some ways, um, you know, opening doors and things like that. I think there's maybe a, f- a few better ones just to, to jump into than, than just the cliches. Like some practical ones would be, uh, I think a great thing for men to consider is don't spend a lot of uh, unpurposed one-on-one time with a woman. Yeah. And so, uh, do you know, does that all make sense to you? Yeah, but unpack it though a little bit. Okay. So, uh, like unpurposed one-on-one time. So, uh, which is essentially so often how so many relationships start in our culture is that, uh, you know, a guy and a girl meet through, you know, some event at the Newman Center, whatever it is, and they end up hanging out and talking one-on-one until three in the morning. They do that uh, five days a week for the next month, right? And then uh, all of a sudden, and they're hanging out a lot and things like that, but there's no clarity about what their relationship is. Right. Right. right? There's, there's confusion. <clears throat> we have a little phrase around here. We say DTR. Mm-hmm. Define the relationship. Mm. Yep. DTR, define the relationship. And so, uh, you know, men, uh, you know, if you find that this young lady is bright and attractive and her femininity speaks to your masculinity, great. Ask her on a date. Yes. You know, and and men, that's hard. And this is where chivalry comes in because there might have to be some dying to yourself. You have to take the risk that she will say no, you know, um, but again, ask her out. You know, she's she's worth you. She's worth hearing you. Say, uh, she's worth you hearing the word no. Don't keep treating her like one of the guys. Right. So that's part of that chivalry yep. in that way because she's not just one of the guys. Yep. In that sense, and also you you're doing this to in this sense protect her heart because so often then what will happen is she'll send a text message to him that says something along the lines of so are we dating or what? Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, and, and if, you're, if you're really lucky, she'll say that to you in person. Um, and that's usually not gently said. No. And you really don't want to have to, yeah, you, you want to get to this before she has to do that. Yep. Right. Because then that can just even lead to like a little, like, 
hardness on her art, and then she's also taking a lead in that way. Yep. You know, she because she has to. She has to take the uh, the lead for her own sake, as opposed to you taking the lead, which is part of that chivalry. Yep, exactly. And letting her know where things are. Um, that doesn't mean you can't be friends, okay, and be friendly, but, you know, don't, you know, sit out in the grass on a warm September evening until 4 o'clock in the morning watching the stars and talking about the deep things of life, you know, on the second time that you met. Yes. Okay. Um, without maybe the next day saying, hey, I'd like to take you to coffee. Right, right. And also, too, man, then you have to invest. Uh, she's worth investing in. And women, uh, not all women, but women do appreciate being invested in. That's part of the scam of Valentine's Day. Right, right. You know, because <clears throat> you know she wants to be invested in. That's why they show advertisement for diamonds during football games in December. Yep. Right, Zales and Kay and all these other jewelry makers. I'm rambling. I'm going. No, no, that's good. No, this is good. Crashity father here. Um, anything to add in on that? Or? No, no. I think that's uh, just yeah. DTR define the relationship. Have clarity, and not just for your. <laughs> you might have great clarity. Make sure she has the same clarity. Um, and that's I think that's the whole point here is to to have a conversation about. Don't just assume. I mean, this is you know this this is just relationships of any sort. Don't assume that just because you know it, the other person knows it. So so you know yep. it can be difficult. Yes, it can be difficult. You're, um, but the, the, the in order for this relationship of wherever it's supposed to go, friendship, uh, dating, and, and on, whatever it may be intended, whatever it's in God's intention, um, if, if you're open and, and, and honest about that with each other, um, it will get there much more quickly and with less pain. Yeah. What else, Father? Anything else come to mind? In, in... Um, I know, right? What other dating advice do you have, Catholic priest? Um, yes, I had great success in the dating field. I didn't. And actually, one of my things was timidity in that way. I would never ask the girl out. I would, um, I could still remember one gal from my freshman year of college uh, before I went to the seminary. And like, we had a few conversations and like, she had a really nice smile and she was really sweet. And I was just kind of like, oh, was that for me or is that for everyone? And blah, 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 and things like that. And then like, you know, three months later, the moment is gone. Yep. You know, and I should have just like, hey. You know, but I was afraid of her saying no. Right. You know, because of course a no like that would be um, broadcast all over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone campus. would know. Yeah. See, before there was Twitter, we had messenger birds on campus. <laughs> and you'd like sing a little song to the canary, and the canary would go sing all over the campus with your little message. Exactly. I'm sure, she would have just saying no to that canary. So, Father, you mentioned you know, before we went to seminary. I think that's this is another point that it's real, real closely related to the first. But if you're thinking about the priesthood, you probably shouldn't date. Right, that's a good one. Uh, so, man, uh, if you're conflicted, like, oh, I go to seminary, or oh, she's really cute, um, you know. Well, or well, I mean, it's a. It's okay to go on dates. It's probably not good to enter into a relationship. Yes. Yeah, sorry. That's a great distinction. Yes. Yep. And uh, which is just a great distinction in general, the difference between dating and relationship, both for men and women. But, you know, uh, guys, don't go with like, some really elaborate thing like, hey, I really like you. I think we should be sweeties. And then, like, you know, three days later, say, gosh, I'm kind of conflicted. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, if, if you want to go really romantic and you want to be like, you know, make some grand gesture for her, then you better be committed for at least like a couple months of a relationship. Yep. 
you know, because otherwise she's going to feel uh, jerked around. She's going to feel like she wasn't respected. She's going to feel like you were selfish because you probably were selfish in doing that. God bless you. Um, but you're probably thinking of the grand gesture and not about, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. That's and this sort of again, in some ways related to the first point. Commit one way or the other. That doesn't mean you can't change your mind. I mean, until you are either ordained or married, of course, we're always discerning God's will about our state in life. Um, But but it can always change. But that was one of the pieces of advice, Father, that I got when I was in college and really trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. I I thought priesthood, but I wasn't sure. And 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 the. the, the, the priest who, uh, this is at Franciscan University of Steubenville, the priest who, who guided some men who were discerning the priesthood said, well, pray about it. Um, I think he said, you know, do novena or pray for a week before the Blessed Sacrament or something like that. Um, and if it's not clear, then date. Um, right. you know, so just, I mean, commit yourself. And that doesn't mean that if I, <clears throat> again, that doesn't mean that it can't go back the other way. I might, may, maybe I had dated and, and didn't find the right person and discerned a call to, to the priesthood. Um, that, obviously that didn't happen. But to, to make that commitment one way or the other, instead of uh, vacillating between the two and trying to have it both ways, right? Um, which is which is good, and also to not like draw in that own little internal drama you're going through, young men. Don't draw her into it. Absolutely, right. Don't make her, you know, in that way. Um, it's okay to say to her, you know, I'm thinking about the priesthood, and that might just be a defining statement to her that you know I don't know if I'm ready to be in like a dating relationship with anyone right now because I'm thinking about the priesthood and talking with Father Sean Haggerty right now. Um, and But uh, don't say, hey, would you join me? Oh, this is a great thing. Ready for this? Don't pray exclusively with one another unless you are in a relationship. Ooh. Right? So don't say like, hey, do you want to go pray a rosary with me right now? And maybe we can see if like God wants us to like be together. <laughs> Right? No, don't do that. Um, so just and again, like unless you're actually like, like, hey, I like you. Would you want to pray a rosary with me? Oh, that's different, right? Right. Then like, hey, let's see if like maybe God wants us to be in a relationship. Yep. Because um, I think about being a priest, but maybe I maybe I should date you instead. Right. It's just not fair in that way to kind of enter into that that prayer. Like, no, if you are dating, you are in a relationship, especially if you're like. In a serious relationship, moving towards engagement, pray, 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 pray. You get the idea. Yep. Yep. I think so. Clarity, internal clarity, and and but also clarity between the two of you seems to be a good way to sum up the advice that we have to offer, right, Father? Exactly. Um, there. I think this this episode's gone by quickly, Father. It has. Um, there are there are. Books out there, good books. You you mentioned one, but by um, uh, Dr. Edward Tree, uh, Father, and there are there are other good books out there um, addressing these things. But I, I do think finding uh, a godly man, godly woman who you can talk to as well is another great idea. Even a Catholic priest has great idea about these ideas about these sorts of things. I have ideas. I'm not sure they're great ideas. Oh. There we go. (laughs) And with that, happy note, we'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning, any questions you have about this episode, um, any ideas for future episodes, please email me, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.